my stories. I, I, I did the stories and the illustrations. Sometimes they would send us scripts, but I throw them out the window. I happen to be a guy who does what he wants, lives the way he wants to. I love people in general, even the villains in my comics. To me, a people, there is something in their lives that makes them become a problem to others. That's how I saw everything. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening to this king-size celebration of Jack Kirby all month on Kirby's Kids. In today's episode, we will be reviewing from Boy Commandos, The Return of Agent Axis, from Boy Commandos number 3, Summer 1943. The Invasion of America, from Detective Comics number 76, from June 1943. The Valley of Destiny, from Detective Comics number 77, July 1943. Freedom Station from Detective Comics number 78 from August 1943. And Sand Dunes of Death from World's Finest Comics number 11 from the fall of 1943. This has been a very, very insightful exploration of the Boy Commandos, and all of their exploits. It's a pretty unique series, and if mashing up Kid Gang and War Comics together. And as we've addressed previously, this is definitely a war comic. There's no doubt about it. It's really interesting to see kids brandishing weapons and fighting Nazis and the Axis powers and in fine Kirby action style. So, with our first story, The Boy Commandos, brave men shudder at the sound of the name which has become synonymous with evil itself. For its bearer is a sly and deadly as the foulest of the Nipponese, as treacherous as the Nazi beast. Who is he? This man of mystery? Who is Agent Axis? This clipping from a prior issue of Boy Commando Comics is the only clue we have to the fate of Agent Axis. Is this the end of the Gestapo's ace? Or is there movement in the charred ashes? And can it be that the scarred, misshapen figure hobbling off into the shadows foretells the return of Agent Axis? This is a very interesting story. We have a return of Agent Axis and a a calling back to this character. The big takeaway from this particular story is that Agent Axis is not a man, but actually happens to be a woman. And this is hard fought with respect to the reveal in this story. This is also the first story we do not have a briefing from Rip Carter, from Captain Rip Carter. Instead, we open up with a very distraught woman, Sigrid, who brings a letter from the supposed Agent Axis. 
Well, long story short, this Sigrid character actually is Agent Axis and was trying to entrap the boy commandos and Captain Rip Carter. That's the extent of it. It's filled with action. It's great. There are Nazi henchmen in here. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we're left with a cliffhanger. <laughs> she hurls herself off of a ledge at the very end. Like a trapped animal, Agent Axis finds her only avenue of escape. And as she falls to her fate, there is an assumption that she's dead. As a matter of fact, Brooklyn says, She was a smart babe, all right. Wearing a man's hat and cape and a false club foot to scare people. It's the Nazi psychology to inspire fear. And this is Captain Rip Carter. I guess that dive finished her. No one could survive a jump like that without a shoot. And then Rip says, and yet, somehow, I don't know. She was a very clever woman. So it leaves you as the reader still suspecting that maybe she did survive and leads it wide open for Simon and Kirby to bring her back if necessary. And we finish up with the following. We wonder too, but there is no wondering about what happens to Japanazis when you buy war bonds. So again, beating the drum to buy war bonds. In our next story, the Boy Commandos in the Invasion of America. Order of the day. The Boy Commandos will report immediately to the undersigned aboard the USS State City, prepared for an extraordinary tour of duty in the United States of America. Signed, Rip Carter Captain. At last, Rip Carter's daredevil crew of Boy Commandos gets a good look at America, and vice versa. And thanks to the efficiency of the Nazis' fifth column, it is no accident that the very day of their triumphant landing in the shadow of the Statue of Liberty sees the skulking arrival of men trained in the tactics of terrorism and treachery, prepared to execute the Fuhrer's most ambitious plot against the land that gave democracy to the world. If you don't believe that a goodwill tour of a friendly nation can be every bit as exciting as a raid into enemy territory, read on and get your share of the thrill of the month. And that's what opens up our story. This, coming from Detective Comics number 76, afforded a series of guest appearances in this issue. You would first have Sandman and Sandy make their appearance. And also, we have an appearance by none other than the Newsboy Legion, who are our kudos Kirby year-long deep dive. And, of course, their companion, the Masked Guardian. So they unite with a new gang of Kid Commandos and rescue Rip and the boy commandos, when they're kidnapped by Nazi spies planning the invasion of America. Now, this was alluded to when we provided our introduction to the series about this fifth column, essentially a group of Nazi sympathizers and spies here in America during World War II who are trying to undermine the American efforts to support the overall ally efforts here in World War II. Next, we head into a different type of story altogether. This is quite the departure. This is the Boy Commandos in the Valley of Destiny. 
And our order of the day from Captain Rip Carter, all commandos are hereby cautioned to use extreme care in making the acquaintance of strangers during blackouts. Signed, Rip Carter. Now, what is wisdom? To the evil sons of Nippon, it's a treacherous smile accompanied by a stab in the back. To the Nazis, it is a barrage of lies complete with mass murder. To Rip Carter and his daredevil crew of boy commandos, it is constant vigilance and instant action and the right to fight for and die for the cause of justice and liberty. In the amazing Valley of Destiny, where men have made wisdom their business for a thousand years, these opposing philosophies get the acid test in one of the most dramatic yarns to invade these pages since the war began. Now, this is a vast departure into the fantastical. This pulls on the mythos of Shangri-La, and that is what is heavily referenced in this Valley of Destiny. You have a super-advanced monk's who judge the worth and philosophy of all of these warring factions in the global conflict that is World War II. The very despicable and cunning Nazis trick these monks into looking at their plans for not only weaponry, but also tactics that they want to take. And then they decide to head up into the mountains and try to create an avalanche through an explosive device to essentially wipe out the Valley of Destiny. However, Rip and the Boy Commandos foiled that plot. They cause the Valley of Destiny and the village there to go into a blackout state, extinguish all lights. Then they set up false lights further down the valley and have the Nazis believing that they are a bit disoriented because they had to climb up this mountain in order to create this avalanche. So then they target these false lights. And really, very stupidly, they ultimately end up creating this avalanche and then getting caught up in it. And that's what eliminates them and brings closure to our story. Ultimately, these monks, after going out and kidnapping both Axis powers, because you have Japanese there as well as Germans and German Nazis. And then you have the boy commandos and Rip. They were initially said, hey, look, we're going to show you all of our technology and have you see if you're worthy of these things being shared. Some of it's atomic power. But the key in all of this is the fact that once they were brought here, they would not be allowed to go. But since Rip and the Boy Commandos saved the Valley, they're then given their freedom and allowed to report back. So it gives us a nice little resolution there. But this one really is a vast departure into the fantastical. So then we head into the boy commandos in Freedom Station. Order of the day, commandos to your posts. We're going 
on the air. Where well, that's a $64 question. Let's go. Signed, Rip Carter, Captain. Out of the terror-filled prison that is Germany, up out of the very heart of the Teutonic graveyard of liberty, skillfully dodging and raging Gestapo with all its detection devices comes this clear, strong radio voice of truth, interrupting the hoarse, hysterical Führer himself to bring hope, thrilling the souls of those who still pray in the secret for democracy, blessing and listen at the price of their heads. This is Freedom Station. So Freedom Station taps into the whole Radio Free Europe and establishment of a counter to all of the Nazi propaganda that is happening. And the team invade the heart here of Germany and are aiding the German resistance by being broadcasters. And we come to a, an exciting conclusion in this one. I really, really love the illustrations here. Jack giving us some great battlefield detail. And the boy commandos and rip are able to call upon an allied strike of a U-boat station, harbor, that has been covered in camouflage. When an earth-trembling roar down dropped the mighty plane bomb bays open and out screamed deadly demolition bombs with titanic force, the U-boat yard goes sky high. And our heroes escape just barely with their lives. In the commandeered motor launch, the commandos head out to sea and freedom. And we are left with a very common last bit of reminder. By buying war bonds and stamps, you too can help deliver a forceful blow against the Axis. And then we have the boy commandos in Sand Dunes of Death. And our order of the day here is remnants of Rommel's troops holding out in the hills, join caravan on special assignment in Tunis, signed Rip Carter Captain. Deep in the mystery-shrouded hills of Tunisia, banded Nazi soldiers lurk ready to spring upon their victims. But Rip Carter and the boy commandos brave the searing heat and burning sands to smoke out the last Nazi rats from their gun-bristling stronghold. The action that follows is hotter than the battleground it's fought on. This is an exciting uh, departure where we now head to Africa. I mean, we, we keep continent jumping here. <laughs> we, we come to America where we are fighting on the home front here against that fifth column. We have gone in country into Germany to broadcast our radio message. We had opened up over in England. And now, here we are in Tunisia. Oh, by the way, we then made a passage into the east and visited Shangri-La, that Valley of Destiny. So we're all over the place, which is really exciting from a reading standpoint. Here, this just screams of remnants of Lawrence of Arabia. You have the boy commandos and Rip donning themselves in Arab garb 
trying to fit in as much as possible, creating a lot of havoc, fitting in with the locals in Tunisia, doing everything from springing traps to throwing pineapple grenades, shooting things up, sabotaging the Nazi incursion, and assisting our allied forces as they come in to meet the Nazi threat. And when the battle is over, dim bums, I can handle them myself. When one hand tied behind me back, and we, we raise them tough in Brooklyn. I promised myself I'd give you something if we ever came out of this alive. A metal rip? Hey, what you think you're doing? Not a metal, Brooklyn. A spanking. Quinn, you see, guys? Who's the captain, Morin? I, I, I told him to raise him tough in Brooklyn. For victory, buy United States war bonds and stamps. So Brooklyn in this particular issue was a bit of a wild card. He was really improvising and moving to the beat of his own drum. And that that lack of discipline really got to rip here. But this is a most enjoyable story. The action here is pretty high-paced, a lot of shooting, a lot of gunfire, and lots of terrific explosions. Great action done by Jack Kirby. And that concludes this latest episode. Next, we will hit the boy commandos in the invasion of Europe. This is a full-length picture novel of the war today. It is a seven-parter and a fully contained story within a single issue here. Issue number four of the boy commandos fall 1943. We hope you'll join us for that exciting episode. Whatever I put in my comments, I hopefully feel that this love of people may have been transmitted to them and help them and not help them in any way. I'm not a psychiatrist, but just giving them another friend.